you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. NFL Explained is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to NFL Explained, a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Upwork is the world's work marketplace. Empower your business and hire the world's most in-demand developers, designers, project managers, and more at www.upwork.com. America's most reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G ultra wideband in more and more places. With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes, Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. 5G ultra wideband available in select areas, most reliable based on rankings from the Root Metrics U.S. Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C-band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary. Not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization. Aditi, I don't know if you can hear that. My stomach is actually growling. I am so hungry and this probably not the episode to listen to if that's the case welcome to nfl explain i'm mike yam she's aditi kinkabwala i'm feeling very bad for you the cereal is not cutting it from this morning and people are like why are you talking about food right now well that is actually today's episode how to feed an nfl team we should be doing the episode on how to feed broadcasters (laughs) although i think i'm the only person aditi that needs to listen to that episode because it looks like you're fueled up for the show I feel like that's a knock right there. Well, no, it's very rare for me to actually miss a meal, A, but B, I do eat on the run. That's why there are crumbs everywhere. That's why you actually just saw my daughter picking things to eat off of my desk because there are always things to eat at my desk. Well done. It's a good strategy. Eat on the run. You're burning the calories while you're intaking them. Although I don't know if that's the exact way to do it, but for some NFL players, maybe that's their strategy. In fact, when it comes to snacks during the games, that's actually something we're going to learn a little bit later in this episode that I found out based off of one of your conversations. But I'm excited for today's episode, Aditi, because food, I think, is something that is just, it's always on my mind. And I think I'm not the only person that would agree with that assessment. Well, and it's not just what's on someone's mind. It's 
it's a cultural thing often. You know, when NFL teams go on the road, they do their best to maintain their same general food options. But most teams will offer something that's very particular to where they are. So for instance, I'll give you as an example, when the Cleveland Browns go to Baltimore, there's always crab cakes on the menu in addition to everything else that is usually available. When the Cleveland Browns go to Cincinnati, chili, you'll get some Skyline chili in addition to everything else. So food is about places, food is about culture, food is about family. And to some people, food is only about sustenance. I mean, we'll get into this later, but I talked to the head of nutrition and the head dietitian with the Cleveland Browns, Katie Messick. And she told me that there are guys that will eat the same exact thing every single day. Creature of habit, my routine. I would be one of those people that Katie is referencing, not to mention. Seriously? Yeah, I do eat a lot of the same foods pretty consistently. Isn't there boredom out of that? Like food boredom. That's a thing. Yeah, I'll, and I'll break it up. I don't eat the same thing literally every day, but generally oh. speaking, I'm I kind of fall into a certain path. Like I won't eat spicy foods cuz it upsets my stomach and I won't do that on a show day, right? Like just kind of like game day, I would imagine a lot of these NFL players. In fact, you had an opportunity to talk to one in Joe Thomas who I don't think missed many meals when he was playing 300 plus pounds on the offensive line. Like those dudes probably are eating for sustenance and maybe less about the taste. Well, and Joe's going to tell us that eating actually became part of his job because Joe was one of the roughly, let's call it 30 percent of NFL players that actually had to eat to maintain their weight. And I will tell you, Mike, I took a major hit for the team in talking to Joe because as he (laughs) sat there and talking about how painful and brutal it was to have to eat a whole pizza and how terrible his life was that he had to eat ice cream every night. I really kind of just wanted to tune out. Yeah, the ice cream thing would not be an issue for me. I do think we should set the stage here because once again, your conversation with Joe Thomas is coming up and I think it'll be fascinating to hear what he had to tell you about what it was like to force food down his mouth to make sure that he was maintaining, not to mention what it's like for a lot of chefs. But I think in a world where maybe not everyone is doing the calorie counting, I just wanted to set the stage for people at DD on what generally is recommended for what I will call general population who are not pro athletes, generally speaking from a female and a male perspective. Females, roughly about 2,000 calories a day. Males, 2,500 calories a day. I am certainly above that number, which is probably not necessarily good. Good thing. But I think the other thing to highlight here, Aditi, is the type of athlete that you are. And I know genetics plays a factor here, but an NFL player is probably doing it a little bit differently than a swimmer. And I automatically think back to a guy like Michael Phelps, who clearly is one of the greatest athletes this country has ever seen. And when he was training for the Beijing Olympics, that dude is eating 10,000 calories a day, 10,000 calories a day. And he was sitting with 8% body fat because he's burning 1,000 calories every hour that he's working out. NFL players generally, Aditi, sitting in that three to 5,000 range, unless we're talking about a Joe Thomas on the offensive line? Yeah, maybe up to 6,000, in fact. Even some of your bigger guys are 6,000. Katie Messick was telling me that, you know, a DB who might have a ridiculously fast metabolism, a linebacker who might have a fast metabolism, may have to get to 5,000 calories a day. But... It's almost more important, whoever you are, whether you're Michael Phelps, whether you're Michael Yam, whether you are, I can't think of another Michael. Why can I not think of another Michael? Jordan. 
I mean, it, first <laughs> okay, of all, can I... That is the one I was thinking of. But at this point, does Michael Jordan really matter? Like what he eats? Uh, um, no. He but, used to do... This is a random aside and yeah. I'm totally digressing. But do you remember hearing that story that he drank eight beers after every game? Good for him. Like he lost so many fluids that he just downed the beers. Got to hydrate. I, once again, that's <laughs> probably more my post-show diet. I'm not eating spicy foods before the show, but after, you know, part, mine's usually a tall glass of wine. Um, We're clearly not going to ever get to go eat together because I love spicy food. I need oh, we'll spicy food. I need some spice in every meal. Yeah, I eat pretty bland. You know, actually, uh, that's an interesting thing because how, how about this? Like, even from an athletic standpoint, there's been a push recently, Aditi, and I don't know if you got into this with Katie about this, but just people who don't eat meat, you got the vegetarians, you got sure. uh, pescatarians, you got the people who like it when it's bloody on their plate and it's more probably raw meat. There's a strategy and a philosophy behind what people are consuming as they're preparing for workouts or just their games. And that's what we're seeing now as more NFL teams are taking a greater interest in nutrition is that you don't necessarily, you know, I'm a vegetarian. I don't like people telling me, oh, well, how do you get your protein? Obviously, I get my protein. I've been getting my protein. I'm a healthy person and I have healthy children and whatever. It's this idea that you can cater to what you like, be it spicy food or not, and still get the necessary fuel. And it's important that you put things in your body at certain times so that they can be used for certain things and that the things that you put in your body are serving a purpose. And I think that that's what athletes are really focusing on more now. Why do you eat a banana pre-practice? Why do you have that shake post-practice? Those are the things that are really going into what they eat now. I'm so glad you said that you get annoyed that people ask how you get your protein. I was about to ask you that question. So mental note, glad you brought that up. And I <laughs> did that off at the past. Well, because just think about it. I, I don't know if people necessarily think about non me You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish spring... Your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. 
Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with Some everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, certainly I get it. You, I don't know if you eat fish or, or kind of where you, you, you land on beans, the spectrum. Beans, legumes, so Greek yogurt. Do you know mm. how much protein Greek yogurt has? No, I'm not a yogurt guy unless it's frozen, coming out of the machine, and I throw M&Ms on top. Oh, uh, and I use Greek yogurt. I mean, I don't eat sour cream. I use Greek yogurt. I don't eat mayo. I use Greek yogurt. I mean, you can use Greek yogurt for anything, basically. You, I got a cookbook for you. When we're done, Mike, I'm going to send you this cookbook. It's how to make anything using Greek yogurt. Uh, I definitely will scan and that, uh, Aditi, because no one boils water better than I do, if that explains my <laughs> cooking prowess. I, I use a phone like no one's business and DoorDash and Uber Eats and all those other uh, wonderful apps on my phone to make sure that I am getting my protein, even if it's not coming in the form of yogurt. America's most reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G ultra wideband in more and more places so you can do more. With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes, that's faster than your morning coffee run. Lights, camera, coffee. And while you're at it, go on and download a whole series in minutes or a new song in seconds. A one, a two, a one, two. Oh, it's done? Stock up on all that entertainment and sure, you can download work files faster too if you have to. So you can quickly get back to all these great movies, shows, and songs you've just gotten your hands on. Verizon 5G Ultra Wideband is now in more and more places. Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. 5G Ultra Wideband available in select areas. Most reliable based on rankings from the RootMetrics U.S. Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C-band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary. Not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds. Downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization. Build the team that will build your business. With Upwork, you can find top developers, designers, project managers, and more who can start today so your business can succeed tomorrow. Hire at home or in 180 countries around the world to find the right talent for whatever your business needs. Upwork, the world's work marketplace. Learn more at www.upwork.com. Katie Messick, the head of nutrition and the head dietitian with the Cleveland Browns, told me that there are guys that will eat the same exact thing every day. I want to actually ask you this question just as it pertains to your conversation with Katie. Just covering a lot of college football over the last few years, I can't help but notice how a lot of the dietitians and people on college campuses have felt for the last 10 years or so that they're ahead of the NFL when it comes to nutrition. Which is kind of shocking, right? Because you think about the millions and billions of dollars towards professional athletes, and I don't know if they're necessarily wrong. Well, it's actually not shocking if you think about this. And Mike, this is where I get to say, as a mother, 
if I leave my children with a babysitter, I always ask, how did they eat? What did they eat? So think about it. If you are a parent dropping off your 18-year-old son to college, aren't you going to be concerned what he eats? And this is great because Katie actually came to the Browns six years ago from Florida State. And she hypothesized that this is why the major college programs have sort of been ahead of the curve of the NFL is because all these parents were coming in on recruiting trips and every parent worries about what their kid is eating. And that's why these programs had to sort of focus on that and think about that. And also those are formative years where you're kind of helping set habits and practices such as eating, you know, four times a day, or if you're in training camp, you should be eating six times a day, things like that. I talked to uh, multiple coaches about this, and some of them would complain about training table at the college side and saying, look at what's happening in pick I'll just say the SEC because I covered the Pac-12. Look at what they're feeding their dudes compared to what we're feeding our guys. You said in development, I would imagine that there are, depending on your position, this idea of maintaining or actually gaining weight and that affecting what some of these dietitians are putting together. Well, sure. But I think that the whole idea is that you have to have options for everyone. You know, you can't send home anybody feeling hungry or unsatisfied or unheard. But When you feed a football team at their home facility, you're also feeding another, I don't know, 150, potentially 200 other team employees, be they coaches or staff or just front office executives, marketing people, whoever they may be. When you're on the road, you're also feeding a lot of support staff. So you are looking to not only satisfy, but fuel all sorts of people who have different jobs and need to do different things. And I think when it comes down to it, healthy eating is healthy eating. It's just the quantities in which you do it. What Again, we keep saying sort of the same thing, the same specific thing. What are you trying to do at what point of the day? You know, like I love to say, Mike, um, I've. this is one of the very crazy things about me. I've like recently just stopped loving breakfast food. So I don't understand. Like, why can't I eat lunch food at breakfast? Who are you? I know, exactly. But you know what? Like, I just am not into breakfast breakfast food anymore. So I'd rather eat lunch food at breakfast food. (laughs) And it's this idea of what difference does it make? What difference does it make what time you're eating it? If you're going to eat your meal and then have a cookie, does it really matter if you eat the cookie before you eat your meal? As long as you finish your meal? It's sort of that question. But... When you are an elite athlete and you are fueling your body for performance, it actually does matter what you eat when you eat it. But look, I got a ton of super fun facts from Katie. So let's throw some of them out there. All right, Mike, let's get into some of my favorite part of NFL Explained. And that's when we get to play the quiz game. You ready? Cue the music. (laughs) Cleveland Browns. And we chose the Cleveland Browns because, you know, they did have a tremendous year and they did perform above expectation. And because Joe Thomas spent his entire career with the Browns, why not? Let's go to the Cleveland Browns. And because they're really fabulous to work with. And so uh, it was easy to get someone on the phone. Here we go. How many pounds of peanut butter did the Cleveland Browns go through every week of the season? Okay, so I'm thinking snacks, peanut butter and jelly. I'm thinking about all the shakes that they were probably consuming because I'm a big chocolate whey peanut butter shake type of person. So how many pounds every week? Uh, I don't know, uh, 20 pounds. Higher. 50. Lower. Okay. (laughs) 
This is a game I play with my son, actually. I should stop. 35. 35 pounds of peanut wow, butter. Okay, okay, how many pounds of strawberries a week? How many pounds of strawberries? Uh, I, I put that at a higher number. So let's say 50. Keep going. Way Whoa. higher. Uh, 100. 400 pounds of strawberries. How many pounds of Whoa. chicken a week? Chicken has got to be just an insane number because I would imagine most people on football teams are not vegan. You probably want to go chicken as opposed to red meat, generally speaking. Uh, I'm trying to flash back in my head on some of the conversations I have with people on college campuses and then just make that number higher. You're such a good staller. Let's go. I like know, when I'm you don't milking. have an answer, you just sit here and like, this should be a lightning round. Come on. How okay. many pounds of chicken? Uh, let's just, we'll go 300. 700. Wow. 700 pounds of chicken a week to feed the Cleveland Browns organization last year. That's a lot of birds. You know what? Here's another little chicken nugget that Katie Messick told me. Oh, well done. How many chicken nuggets do they eat? <laughs> well, Chick-fil-A is one of those treat meals yeah. that apparently they really enjoyed. But I asked, what are the two favorite meals? Like, what are the meals that you know guys are coming back for seconds, whether they should or they shouldn't? What are the ones that they might be packing up to take home? Number one is General Sow's chicken. Oh, hell yeah. And number two is what I am actually cooking for my family tonight, tacos. Oh, okay. We eat tacos once a week in this house. Yeah, I order tacos at least once a week at my house. So <laughs> yeah, we're on, look, we're on the same diet plan. I, I like it. <laughs> All right, since we did peanut butter, can I give you a fun peanut butter fact too? Yeah, of course. Okay, so the Browns make about 50 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches a day. And they obviously make those sandwiches on whole wheat. And peanut butter and jelly is a good, it's a good snack. Like in between a meeting or whatever, like you might get an energy bite, you might yeah. get trail mix, you might get a PB&J, whatever. So 50 of those a day. But on game day... The peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, which again are a really good pregame or halftime quick thing to grab, are not made on whole wheat. They are made on white bread. Do you know why on game day peanut butter and jelly is made on white bread? No, that's fascinating to me because my doctor told me go whole wheat, my A1C number higher than it should be as I'm turning 40. So I feel like I'm ready to be armed with ammo and say I want it on white, but uh, maybe it's not appropriate for me. Why white? Yeah, you're not playing a football game and you're not no. going out for a second half because white bread doesn't have the fiber that wheat bread does. Oh. And so if you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. 
That's PACASO.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You have to go back out onto the field. You don't want to have any tummy trouble. And the white bread is easier to digest. So you're saying we don't want like a Lamar Jackson Monday night situation that we relived you know, on he our... he said it wasn't the bathroom. I... He said it was cramps. Oh, okay. Well, look, still the tummy ache, right? You were there for that game. Yeah, right. I was there anyway. Okay, so broccoli and green beans are the two vegetables that always okay. go. And NFL teams always make an effort. As someone who has eaten in NFL headquarters, I can say this. They make an effort to cook these vegetables differently, flavor them differently, show that they come in different flavors. Corn, FYI, Mike, as I tell my son, as I tell my husband, and as I am now telling you, corn is not a vegetable. What are you talking about? I, it's more of a starch. Or I, when it comes to fuel, it's not as good as a broccoli or a green bean or a Brussels sprout. I love corn. I always thought I was making the right call when I had corn. Mm, that's like a that's like a carb more than it is oh, a vegetable. Oh, man. This is... All right. Well, I'm glad you're educating because I felt like the education was in process, by the way, for anyone who missed our Monday night episode. Still one of my favorite episodes of NFL Explained. Highly encourage <laughs> you to hear a DD story about Lamar Jackson on that episode. <laughs> Uh, and if you enjoy corn, I guess switch to broccoli is the other thing that I'm learning in this episode. I am so disappointed. Make in you. sure you have enough green stuff on your plate, which really is the perfect segue to be when we talk to Joe Thomas, yeah. he will tell us the same way that NFL teams are evolving in the way they look at nutrition. Joe evolved over the course of his career somewhat, but really once he retired and wanted to drop a ton of weight. And drop it healthily. Well, we'll get some of those stories from him. He's also one of our colleagues at NFL Network. He's a guy that was a regular fixture in Pro Bowl games and clearly never had an upset stomach because he just didn't miss a single snap until his 11th and final season in the NFL. Aditi, your conversation with Joe Thomas coming up next on NFL Explained. I'm former offensive lineman for the Cleveland Browns, Joe Thomas, and I'm going to explain to you what I ate when I played in the NFL. This podcast is sponsored by Kindrel. Kindrel designs, builds, manages, and modernizes the mission-critical technology systems that the world depends on every day. Working side-by-side -side with their customers, they imagine things differently. By forging new strategic partnerships, they unlock new possibilities, creating a world powered by healthy digital systems alive with opportunity, oxygen to innovation, and energy to change the world. Kindrel, the heart of progress. Kindrel designs, builds, manages, and modernizes the mission-critical technology systems that the world depends on every day. Working side-by-side -side with their customers, they imagine things differently by forging new strategic partnerships. They unlock new possibilities, creating a world powered by healthy digital systems alive with opportunity, oxygen to innovation, and energy to change the world. Kindrel, the heart of progress. Three, two, one. There we go. Joe, when you were drafted, you weighed what? 
I was 310. Okay. 305. Like right and you showed up to Cleveland and were they happy with your playing weight? Yeah, overall they were happy with the playing weight. They said, hey, if you gain a little bit of weight, it's okay. Because most guys, when you're in the NFL, they give you a maximum weight. And then if you go over, they fine you. So a lot of guys were kind of in that ballpark where they were trying to lose weight. Whereas me, I think the weight they gave me was like 320 and I was constantly weighing in at like 300. <laughs> so it was like the subtle, like, hey, if you wanted to get a little bit bigger, we wouldn't be mad about it. Obviously, you don't want to lose your athleticism and the quickness, but definitely it was always a battle. Like if I came in after a practice and I was like, 292 or 295 the coach would definitely mention it in a meeting in like a passive aggressive manner like thomas what the hell are you doing out there today you're only 292 make sure you're not missing any one of those meals and he's like he would always have like some old man thing like make sure you get some of that protein shake in your body after you're done with the practice and i'm like coach like a protein shake's like 200 calories i just burned like (laughs) <laughs> 7,000 at your practice. So I think that's kind of a drop in the bucket. So for you, Joe, it was always an effort to actually keep the weight on. It was a struggle my entire career, probably until I hit my 30s, okay. as most people experience, where I was really battling. Like every day I was thinking about, I was stressing about it, really. I was like, two every two hours, got to get a big, like heavy carb, heavy sugar meal to be able to basically walk around bloated so I could be over 300 so I could get my coach off my butt. <laughs> Did it affect the way that you felt? Like, could you sleep all right? Could you move? Did you, you know, in the off season, if you didn't have to eat that way, did you feel different than you did during the season when you had to eat that way? No, I still had to eat like that in the off season. Ah. <laughs> so I, I was eating like that constant. So I didn't know any different. And it was a chore and a stressor. Like my wife and I would go on vacation. We went to uh, Asia to visit some friends one time. It was awesome. We went to like Tokyo and Hong Kong, Thailand, Cambodia. It was an amazing trip. Right before we had kids, it was like the coup d'etat of our life (laughs) (laughs) before kids. But um, I remember I would get stressed out when we'd be walking around the city because I knew I was burning a lot of calories walking around. When you're 310 and it's 90 something, you're burning calories just existing. And so I remember stressing like every two hours, I'd be like, babe, I got to eat. And if you've ever been to, especially in Tokyo, it's a lot of fish. There's not a lot of like really dense food places that are fast and easy. And so I'd be like stressing out as soon as we walked past the McDonald's in Tokyo, I'd be like, we have to stop. I need a double cheeseburger. I need a big Mac. Let's go. I need the calories because I was just like losing weight eating sushi all day. Okay. So (laughs) can you talk us through it? Yeah. So we'll go through like a typical Wednesday because that's kind of like the beginning of the NFL week. That's your first day where you're really all coming in together as a team, getting ready for your Sunday opponent. And so for me, I would get into the building around 630. And then first thing in the morning, I'd have like a big bowl of oatmeal. And then I would have yogurt, like a yogurt parfait. So yogurt, granola, chia seeds. I'd put like flaxseed protein in there, berries. And then I'd put honey on top because it's delicious for one, but also because it was extra calories, right? So I was always looking for ways to kind of infuse more calories into my meal. And then a lot of times if we didn't have practice for a little while, I knew, okay, I can also go over and I can get pancakes. I can get scrambled eggs. I can get some bacon because bacon is really calorie dense. And then with the pancakes, I'd put peanut butter, I'd smother them in peanut butter and then smother them in butter also, <laughs> butter fat, and then tons and tons of syrup because once again, it's easy and cheap calories. And then I had time to digest it. You know, if we came in and we were practicing earlier in the day, because sometimes during my career, I had nine head coaches, so we had a lot of different schedules. Sometimes if we were practicing like around lunchtime, 
or earlier or lifting, I couldn't have as many calories early in the morning. And then I had to shift like some of my bigger meals to like post-practice where I would be like pizza, let's go. Cause pizza, high carb, high fat, high protein. And so there was this place called Jets Pizza in Cleveland that we would order like after almost every practice. And everyone was always astounded with how many pieces I would eat because even on days where I wouldn't practice, I was like, I had to have those calories, especially right after a practice because I burned so much. And then, all right, so then back up right before practice, I would still try to get like a hamburger or a cheeseburger in me. And then during practice, I would make sure I was drinking a lot of Gatorade because it's just got a lot of sugar and it kind of helps keep your energy up, but also keeps those calories in your system. So you're not burning through your fat reserves during the practice. And you're in a huge deficit once you come out of practice when I'm going to reach for that pizza again. And then when you went home, what would you eat? So my wife's favorite story, she was the one that cooked every single meal uh, in my entire football career. I didn't even know how to boil water. <laughs> and so I would come home and we'd usually eat about six. And she knew like, hey, Joe's going to be hungry. He's got to eat. It's like his job, right? So she would always have usually like a pasta or lasagna or like meatloaf and tons of mashed potatoes with gravy or like a lot of butter and sour cream and like just pour on the fats. But one time she was like, all right, I'm going to try making a stir fry because, you know, you can make a big stir fry, lots of vegetables, lots of rice, tons of stuff in it. And she made it for me and it was really good. And I ate like two plates of it. But then she noticed I was like really mad that night. <laughs> and she was like, what's wrong? And I was like, well, honey, your stir fry was really good, but it just didn't have enough calories. And I'm probably going to get in trouble tomorrow because I'm going to weigh in at like, 296 and they're going to be like what the hell's going on with thomas he's losing too much weight we need to bulk him up and uh, i didn't realize it until a couple years later but she was like that really hurt me like i spent <laughs> a lot of time and a lot of thought on like making you this nice meal and your only comment was it wasn't enough calories joe did she eat with you she would and she was like <laughs> she was like do you know how hard it is for a woman to like sit there and watch you eat 4,000 calories at dinner and not eat with you like for every bite. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. I feel bad about that now in hindsight, but I didn't know, you know, I just didn't know any better because that had been my life for four years in college and then for 11 years in the NFL. But the thing, uh, before we get off that quick, the thing that people always find the most amusing is what I did before bed. So like during the day, I'm eating all these calories. And then the only way I could actually gain weight in season, because I was usually trying to gain weight, especially the first half of the season when it was, it was hot. Cause you just burned so many more calories at practice later in the year in Cleveland, when it was 15, 20, it wasn't as hard to gain weight <laughs> when it's cold outside. Everybody had that winter jacket on with a nice layer of fat, but before bed, I would buy a bunch of Girl Scout cookies and I was a big thin mint guy. And so we'd keep them in the freezer during uh, the season. And so I'd go out with a sleeve of thin mints, a glass of whole milk, and then I would get a huge like bowl of ice cream or either just take the whole pint upstairs of like Ben and Jerry's or Mitchell's ice cream, which is a famous place in Cleveland or Weber's custard, another famous place in Cleveland. I bring the whole pint with the giant, like it was probably a 32 ounce whole milk and the sleeve of Thin Mints. And we'd sit there and we'd watch TV at night with my wife <laughs> and it was glorious. <laughs> But would she eat any of the ice cream or the Thin Mints? She would eat some of the ice cream, but obviously her bowl was like two scoops and mine was like the whole pie <laughs> or the whole quart. <laughs> Do you know how many calories you consumed a day? 
when you were in the NFL? I don't. And that was one of the things that in hindsight, as I reflect back, I'm kind of mad I didn't because at that point in my career, I didn't know a lot about diet. I didn't know a lot about nutrition and how it affected me. I just knew that I needed to eat a lot. So I needed to walk around feeling super full. Every meal I had to feel like I had just finished Thanksgiving dinner. And I knew it had to be very, very heavy carbs or I was going to lose weight. Like I couldn't do the vegetables and the proteins. Like it had to have a lot of breads and pastas, like, or just straight sugar like that. Um, And I wish I would have counted because now that I'm retired and I do pay attention and I do understand diet and nutrition a lot more, I'm like, holy crap. I was probably at like 10,000 calories a day. Easy. Cause like right now I could go out and have a good lunch and feel like relatively full. And it's like 3000 calories. So back then it had to be, it had to be 10,000 for a at day. least. Right. So we hear about coaches who, you know, like are all about the specific smoothies and what everyone's taking in. Yeah. Any of those nine head coaches really very specific about nutrition most coaches, they don't really understand diet and nutrition that much, but I think they understand that sports performance is important and it is kind of a way to get an advantage. And so those guys are now hiring really good nutritionists, really good sports scientists that are bringing in that whole side of it and then educating you. For the most part, the coach just wants to see that your participation was checked off on the attendance sheet he gets every day from the weight room coach and that you aren't getting too heavy during the season. Like they got so much other stuff to worry about during the season. They don't even really think about it. But I do think most NFL teams now have a good sports science team that has good nutritionists. And I think most players that have come out of college recently are getting that education in college because everybody finally understands how big and how important nutrition and diet is for professional athletes. If you were to have to pack on pans now, do you think you'd do it differently? I probably would do it a lot smarter with the things that I ate. I would probably eat the same amount of calories, but I would do it with food that was maybe better and would make me feel better, maybe a little less bloated, maybe a little cleaner, maybe a little less processed foods, uh, probably a little less ice cream. But I still think I probably would have a lot of ice cream too because it's delicious and it's high calories. Is there anything that you ate a ton of during your NFL career that you just can't eat anymore? Like, do you still like pizza? Do you still like bacon? I love pizza. I love it even more now. The thing is, like at the time, I didn't like it all that much. It was it was good. Don't get me wrong, but I was eating it constantly, so I didn't appreciate it. Now that I don't eat like crap all the time, the times that I do, like kind of let myself go and have some pizza and ice cream, and you know, treat yourself, right? <laughs> I really appreciate it, and I really enjoy every bite. You ever have any teammates? like a wide receiver just yell at you like why do you get to eat that and i yeah <laughs> well that's the funny thing is and i think this is a reason why you see a lot of nfl linemen when they retire they get skinny because they've been fighting like the diet and nutrition i don't want to say battle but they've been paying attention during their career because it was important and we're not built like a receiver like genetically to be able to go out and run 7 miles on a mcdonald's breakfast and a lot of the linemen, they have to think about it and they understand it. And so when they retire, they realize, hey, dropping some weight is going to be healthy for the long term. Having a healthy lifestyle is going to help me feel better when I retire. And receivers and skill players, by and large, because they're sprinting seven to 10 miles in a practice, they didn't have to think one bit about it. And like Chad Johnson was famous. He ate McDonald's all the time. Like every day he was going and getting like McDonald's drive through for breakfast before practice. And that's just what they knew. Like Hawk, my co-host and good friend on my podcast, 
he was Mountain Dew and pizza, like during the season, that's all he had. <laughs> and so when you retire, if you don't know anything about diet and nutrition and you, don't, and you stop running seven to 10 miles of sprints every day, all of a sudden the, you start packing on those pounds. And I think I see a lot of those guys that first like five or six years, they retire, they gain a lot of weight. And then all of a sudden it, it hits them. They're like, holy crap. One day they wake up and they feel like garbage. They got no energy and they don't look like they used to when they were playing. And they're like, all right, I need to learn about this. I need to get serious. I need to start living a healthier lifestyle and eating better. And it seems like that's like in their forties. You know what? It really is true, Joe. I'm thinking about it. Offensive linemen get skinnier when they retire and skill guys, a lot of them get a lot bigger. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, we sort of have this uncertainty your final year until free agency, until March that you announced, yes, you are indeed retiring. Was there any withdrawal? Like you said, when you were in Asia, it was actually hard. It was a chore to make sure you ate. But then when you had trained your body to be hungry every two hours, was it hard to not eat every two hours? So that's, I think, one of the challenges. And and playing in the NFL or playing football and having that mindset where food stresses you out all the time because you have to eat it. Or on the other side of it, if you're a bigger guy that's always trying to lose weight, like if it's on your mind all the time, it's something that you you kind of obsess over. And so teaching myself to eat when I wasn't hungry was one of the bad things that I wish I wouldn't have learned when I played football because now I have to consciously think about after I'm done with a meal, like I am full. I do not need to keep eating. I should stop where everyone else is at the table is like, oh, I'm stuffed. I can't have another bite. And I'm like, man, I'm a little full, but I could honestly eat another pizza. Should we order another pizza, guys? And they're like, no, stop. Get up and walk away from the table. Is there any part of the way that you had to eat that you do miss? Yeah. So what I miss is just not thinking about it. Like the only thing I had to think about when I was playing in the NFL was like, I just have to be eating. And I didn't think about like feeling full or anything like that. Now, obviously, if you have to pay attention to what you're eating, you, me personally, after my 15 years of trying to eat everything, I just have to have that consciousness about what I'm eating and just slow down sometimes, take a breath. Okay. I don't need to go wake up and have breakfast tomorrow morning after a huge meal tonight. Just kind of flipping that mindset has taken a conscious effort. It's still, even a few years out. still. No that- it's just a consciousness that I have to have about my food. Because like I said, I love to eat a lot. I'm a big foodie. I feel food is such a great way to experience friendships and conversation and new cities and travel. And so because we have this amazing job of working for the NFL and NFL media as an analyst, we go to all these amazing cities, all these amazing stadiums that now food is so much a part of that experience. And I always have FOMO of like, I don't want to miss out. Like, When's the next time I'm going to be in Houston at Nancy's Hustle and get to enjoy their pancakes, like Nancy's cakes? Like, I got to go and have another round of it. (laughs) What about the athlete that you are right now? I mean, you look like a tight end, maybe a wide receiver, actually. I think you might look like a wide receiver more than a tight end. Uh, Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. you... I I try to stay lean. I try to, for the health side of it, certainly for my knees, like I said, doctors like, keep yourself lean. Your knees will feel better. He's absolutely true. So feeling crappy when you eat crappy is a big motivator to not do it all the time. But do you think you have more explosion now? Do you think that you're actually maybe a little bit faster or more athletic? I can assure you that I am not even a quarter of the athlete of what I used to be because I just don't train like that. And I'm an old yogi that goes very slowly through life. And I'm okay with that. In that thousand calorie syrup drink? 
Was it like eggnog? Like, was it good or was it gross? It was kind of like eggnog. It was kind of gross because it was too thick. It was, like I said, it was just cream with basically like chocolate syrup in it. <laughs> so you definitely don't <laughs> and miss some that. some malt powder. <laughs> I don't miss that at all. No, that's, I miss the ice cream. I don't miss that syrupy cream drink. Was there another teammate that had to maintain weight as well that would do something even more over the top? We had a player, Carlos Dansby, in Cleveland. He was a linebacker and played a bunch of years for the Cardinals. We had him and he sent his blood off to this nutritionist in Florida who was going to give him like the best things for him to eat for like energy and recovery and performance. And I'll never forget because he ate lobster mashed potatoes. Like that was what he was supposed to eat from this doctor. And so that's what he ate for like four meals a day, every day. So he would come into the locker room or he would come into the the cafeteria with this like pre-made big Pyrex dish and it had lobster mashed potatoes and he ate it for breakfast at 8 a.m. And then he would eat the same thing at lunch after practice. He would eat the same thing for dinner. And it was amazing to me to think that some nutritionist thought the best thing for your body would be to eat the exact same thing for three or four meals every single day. That actually doesn't sound fun. Can you imagine how boring? Like one side dish of lobster mashed potatoes. I'm like, ah, that's good. Delightful. It goes great with a steak. But after that, I'm good. Give me some variety. (laughs) Give me something else. Well, Aditi, awesome job with Joe and super grateful for him for giving us a couple minutes here. I don't know if I am hungry or don't want to eat a meal ever again. Aditi, I couldn't get over. There was one thing that you had asked him about, and I thought the answer was going to be an easy, yeah, of course, I'm not eating as much in the off season. But the fact that Joe was still consuming food throughout the course of the entire year, not football year, like the entire year struck me as just really overwhelming. I mean, that goes to our whole previous episode about a player's work week and work schedule. Well, it is indeed a 12-month job, even though there are some folks that think it's not. And the way he was talking about gorging on a whole pizza every day, it was like that might be the one thing that turns me off to pizza. Pizza is one of my favorite foods, though. Uh, It really is. And Aditi, next time you and I are in the Northeast together, I'm going to drag you to the Boogie Down Bronx. There's a couple pizzerias that, uh, by the way, people talk about Manhattan pizza. No, no, no. The best pizza is in the Bronx. And it's not Brooklyn for all the people in the BK saying that they have See, and I think the best pizza is actually in Jersey. I really do. See, Jersey does great bagels. And I know where your brother lives, very close to where I grew up. And there is a bagel shop that I actually told you last time you were in New Jersey, you had to go to. And I don't think you did. And I didn't make it. But, you know, maybe we'll take Joe Thomas there if he eats carbs ever Uh, again. (laughs) I I would be staying away if that's the case. I'm trying to cut my carb consumption in a big way. But Aditi, awesome job with Joe Thomas. Uh, And by the way, I just want to remind some folks, too, we are going to be doing a mailbag episode down the road. Aditi, you have gotten some questions on social media, as have I. So do encourage everyone. You can tweet at us at Mike underscore Yam at a Kinkabwala. Make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcast, but fire off those questions. We're putting them together. Uh, Didi, I have a document with some great questions. You and I will go rapid fire. I know you've been adding to that document as well. So keep the questions coming. We will get to some of those answers. Uh, and don't forget, give us a rating and a review. And now it's time for me to go and get my snack. <laughs> It's always fun, Mike, but never, never hold off on the snack. That's for sure. Brought to you by Upwork, where you can build the team that will build your business. Learn more at Upwork.com. 
America's most reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G ultra wideband in more and more places. With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes. Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. 5G ultra wideband available in select areas, most reliable based on rankings from the Root Metrics U.S. Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C-band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary. Not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.